Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the One Man Fast Break. I am your host, Altamash, and we have officially kicked off the World Cup. There was a game yesterday and three more games today. Just kind of wanted to get my thoughts out there of the first two groups that have played and where things stand and, you know, just my overall projection of what things things that could happen, what I expect to happen within the first two groups. Obviously, these two groups will uh, play each other in some sort of fashion, so it's a, it's a good idea to see how teams are looking and where things are going to go. So I'm going to start off with, obviously, the biggest story of the day. I mean, not really a big story to me, uh, per se, but England, they're legit. The Three Lions annihilated Iran 6-2, to just worked them off the field after that first goal by Jude Bellingham um, in the 35th minute. Once he scored, it seemed like the floodgates opened, and these guys just... You know, they just couldn't stop scoring. They scored first three, and then they scored a couple of more right at the end of the game. Iran obviously got that penalty. They got their consolation prize. They scored a couple of goals. But it was a rout once uh, Jude Bellingham's header went into the back of the net. It was a dominating performance from England from that point forward. I mean, let's kind of talk about some of their stars, right? And coming into the tournament, the big thing with England was they had... Guys who've been playing great at their clubs, and then guys who have not been playing so great at their clubs, and both of those kinds of players were on the field. Guys who've been playing great for their clubs: Bukayo Saka, obviously Arsenal, top of Premier League, uh, at the at the end of the uh, at the beginning of the World Cup. Jude Bellingham dominating at Borussia Dortmund, scoring Champions League goals. The guy's been in top form. And then, unfortunately, you look at players um, that haven't been playing so well for their clubs. First of all, the biggest one is uh, Harry Maguire. Kind of come back to him just here in a second. Obviously, Chelsea play, Chelsea have played terribly right before the World Cup. Sterling hasn't been great. He hasn't been scoring the goals. He started off really hot for Chelsea. He's kind of slowed down. Chelsea as a whole has slowed down, to be fair. Not just on him. Mason Mount uh, had a moment there, you know, a few like maybe a month and a half or so ago. Where he was really, really hot, he's kind of tailed off. Like I said, Chelsea overall have tailed off, so it's not a shot at them. It's just kind of how the situation goes. Marcus Rashford's been playing great. He came off the bench. He got a goal, like his, what, first two, three touches, put the ball in the net um, off an assist from Harry Kane. So the guys have been playing good, played good, and the guys who haven't been playing good played great for the England shirt. And major love, major props to Harry Maguire. Everybody knows he's been struggling in Manchester United. And he got, you know, stripped of his captaincy. He's been sitting on the bench, delegated to the bench uh, with Lissandro Martinez, Rafael Varane, Lissandro Martinez, um, or also, uh, you know, Victor Lindelof obviously is not in the mix. But Harry Maguire has been coming off the bench. And the biggest question was, like, why would you take him to the World Cup? And the second question was, not that you would take him to the World Cup. Why would he be starting at the World Cup when you could... Maybe you go with somebody like a Fikayo Tomori, who obviously didn't get called up at all. But that's another question for another day. Harry Maguire was legit. Harry Maguire, when he put on the England shirt, he's just a different player. I don't know what happens. He looks very similar to the guy that Manchester United paid all that money for when he was playing at Leicester and probably like the first year or so uh, at Manchester. The guy solid in the back. 
everything under control, making the right plays, just kind of being in the right spots. And he was just great. You got to give love, right? When he's been getting criticized the entire season, he comes in, he's doing his job. And a consummate professional just, you know, sat there, took the criticism, dealt with it, came out, just balled out. And England looked legit. Six goals in a World Cup game. This isn't club football. This is the World Cup. And these are the best competition in the world. To score six goals in any game, especially at a World Cup, means a lot. Especially, everybody expects England to win this group right now. They're very heavy favorites, especially after the the performance. But the goal differential matters, especially for the other three teams in that group. Um, which, obviously, Iran is probably really in the deep end because they've lost the first game by four goals. Making up that goal differential is going to be very, very difficult. They were already up against it to begin with, uh, considering the group. They were probably going to be the fourth anyways with Wales and the U.S. But, you know, goal differential matters. England's probably going to win the group. They're probably going to handle their business. But they look like serious contenders for the World Cup trophy, not just... Um, getting out of the group. that I, I think, obviously, at the last World Cup, they were in the semifinals. At the Euros, they were in the finals. And they've been kind of taking a step forward, right? Gareth Southgate has been getting a lot of scrutiny, a lot of a lot of criticism for his tactics and how the team was playing going into the World Cup. He's kind of shut all that down after the first game. They've got that positivity going. they got a big game on Black Friday against the U.S. And that's kind of leading into my second point, right? We'll kind of talk about the USA and the Wales game. Of course, it ended in a three uh, in a one-one draw. USA needed to get those three crucial points to begin the World Cup campaign. They dominated that first half against Wales, rightfully getting that goal. Tim Way and Pulisic linking up very well to score that goal. You know, Pulisic with the through ball, and then Tim Way with a superb right foot outside of the right foot goal into the bottom corner. Goalie had no chance. Rightfully deserved. U.S. was winning 1-0 going to the second half. And the biggest question was, could they keep it up? Could they not necessarily keep it up? Could they, you know, have that killer instinct go in there and get that second goal? Because everybody knows in a one-goal game, anything can happen. A penalty, a bad mishap, anything. And a game's tied 1-1. You got to go out there and kill the game off. And you heard Clint Dempsey and Landon Donovan talking about that. In the second half, the U.S.A. kind of played timid. They kind of let... They wanted to take the pressure. Uh, they wanted to be more conservative. They took on more pressure, and of course, the pressure eventually caved. Jordan Zimmerman knocking over Gary Bell. Complete easy foul. No debate about it whatsoever. Clear penalty. The ref saw it, called it. And the worst part about it was Gareth Bell was back to goal. He wasn't shooting. He was probably going to pass the ball out. Just a rush, rash challenge, rash challenge that wasn't required. And then, of course, Gareth Bell stepping up in that moment. There's no doubt. I had no doubt he was going to score. Um, and of course, like, into the, like, with power, pretty much top corner, not net, like really close to the top corner. Goalkeeper had no chance. And Garrett Bill, everything we know about Garrett Bill, say what you want, everyone makes fun of him. Oh, he golfs too much or he doesn't take this seriously. The guy in the big moments is one of the most clutch players ever. In Champions League finals for Real Madrid. He just did it recently at, 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 at LAFC in the MLS Cup Final. Scored in the 128th minute. Pushed that game to a penalty shootout, which they ended up winning. Gareth Bell comes to LAFC, wins them uh, 
a trophy, wins them the MLS Cup literally within a few months after joining. The guy is just a winner. The guy just scores big goals. No doubt in my mind. Sorry, Matt Turner. I didn't think you had any chance to stop that goal. Any chance you had was probably Garrett Bill shooting it over the goal, but I had no no doubt he was going to put the ball in the net, which he did. And they both shared the points 1-1, which really makes the next game that both of them play very crucial. I feel like Wales are going to push really hard to get the three points against Iran. And the U.S. will need to do the same thing against Iran when they face them in that final group stage game. But before that, they have England. And I think the goal is, I think England's probably going to win. Um, but if somehow U.S. can squeak a draw out, which would be a big win for the U.S., then you're just hoping on the last game day, England goes in there and they beat Wales. And then you just beat um, you end up beating Iran and USA gets through, you know, with four points and Wales ends up having, you know, three points maybe or, or two points. Right. And uh, that's very, very likely possibility. But the U.S. kind of had a good chance to, you know, really sort of not punch their ticket, but really give themselves a great chance. Um, what was the stat? They said 86 percent of teams that win their first game get through through group state uh, through the knockouts. And then if you tie your first game, you get 15, 59%. So it's still have a good chance. They should, still should be favored to get through the group um, in the second spot because I think England is clearly the best team and they're going to get through um, probably, you know, pretty pretty easily. And no surprise there. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, the, the one other question that I had about this game, um, first of all, obviously, was they didn't really go for that second goal. And since they didn't, they ended up tying the game. Um, also shows when you start playing, you know, not to lose, you end up either tying or end up losing. In this case, you end up tying, which felt like a loss. They should have, the way they dominated that first half, if they would have just kept it up for the first 15, 20 minutes, they could have probably got that second goal and really killed off the game, but they just didn't have it. And that's something about coaching. And speaking of coaching, uh, the one question that I had was no Gio Reyna. Gio Reyna did not even see the field in a game where you felt like maybe you needed to at least get three points or at least push to get three points. That's kind of one of the things I feel like happens at World Cups, especially is that teams are playing not to lose. They're just like, hey, we'll, we'll settle for the one point until they 100% desperately need to go for it. And I don't like that. And I felt like Greg Berhalter made a mistake. And after the game, they asked him about it. And they said, he said, oh, they were trying to look for somebody who had speed and power, so they brought on Jordan Morris. Bro, it's Wales. It's like you need a guy who can come in, who can take some people on, who can be a little creative, couldn't make that killer pass, who can make that killer assist. And we've seen Gio Reyna do that. He does that at Dortmund. He's got that kind of talent. You played not to lose, and you end up costing yourself because of that, right? And the big thing the U.S. was lacking outside of the goal was they were missing that last pass. They were getting some chances. They had opportunities where they made some good passes. And the final cross, the final pass was just not there. Girena is one of those guys who could make that pass. He's got that skill and that technical ability. But you didn't bring him on. Maybe you were saving them from the England game or maybe you were saving them for the Iran game. But this was a golden opportunity to get the three points. Really put yourself in a great position with England to advance out of the group. Now you made your job a little bit harder, but still you take care of business in the next game or two. Um, I think they'll still get through. I still expect them to get through as long as they don't get trounced by England, which I don't expect them 
to happen. I think they'll play a lot more conservative. I don't see them attacking as much. Probably play a lot more counterattacking game against England. You know England's going to hold on to the ball a lot. We know the talent that they have. So if England went 2-0, 3-0, wouldn't surprise me at all because they have that kind of talent. But you just got to keep it close. You need, if you lose, you know, you want to lose by a goal or so. You don't want goal differential to become a thing later down the road. But it, it very well could be that case, um, which I believe whichever team has a better result against England is probably going to win the group. Uh, because I think all teams are going to probably beat Iran as the, as it happens. And if Iran somehow, you know, pulls an upset, gets a draw or gets three points against somebody, that's going to completely throw the group off. But if things go as they should, but again, it's the World Cup, anything can happen. But as I expect, I expect that, you know, whoever has a better result against England is probably going to win the group. I expect that to be the U.S., but, you know, I expected them to win this game, and they didn't. So things can happen. It's great to see uh, the World Cup's here. Uh, Messi plays tomorrow. Definitely we will kind of cover a little bit of that. I think and then France plays, of course, after all their injuries, and, you know, they're going to get their campaign started, the, uh, the current World Cup champions. I can't wait. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll definitely probably cover a little bit of fo- about football and um, kind of what the Chiefs have been doing to everybody, and uh, we'll kind of do a little episode after uh, Monday night, so maybe tomorrow, a little bit of football, and then a little bit about football here in America as well. So that'll be uh, coming up soon. Thank you guys so much for listening, and on that note, I'm out. <laughs>